Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 418 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is pro-Second Amendment candidate in California, and our guest is Craig Deleuze. Craig is the president and CEO of Second of 2A News Corporation. Craig is a small business owner and veteran elected official with more than 30 years of experience in California politics, wow. including serving as president of the Roma School District for over a decade. And now Craig is a Republican candidate to U.S. Congress for the state of California, challenging Democrat incumbent Congressman Amy Burra for the 6th Congressional District seat in November 2024. Wow. I, I, I have to stop because I stumbled because I saw 30 years experience in California politics. Your brain must be like just exploding right now. <laughs> you know what? You get used to winning the argument and losing the vote. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's exactly yeah. it. And thank you so much for all that you are doing in such a difficult state and for taking the time to talk to us about it today. And welcome back to the show. So I think we might have pronounced your uh, your opponent's name incorrectly, but I, I don't think you're supposed to really give them airtime. Is that right? Well, if folks want to find out just how bad he is, uh, his name is Ami Barrett. Ami, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's not good. And you are hoping to come in and try to restore some semblance of not only sanity, but of a constitutionally based representative government um, in a state that seems like too many people, they don't even know that that's a thing anymore. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, oh, you know, I, I'll tell you, the, the interesting thing about California is, is that it actually has uh, more Republicans than any other state in the union. It just so happens that we have twice as many Democrats as we do Republicans. Um, but there's a lot of conservatives. There's a lot of people, depending on where you live in the state of California. I mean, we have a number of different uh, communities who, if they could leave California, they most definitely would. And by the way, we actually have people who are actually just leaving California uh, to places like Arizona, uh, places like Florida, places like Texas. Um, I've been involved in conservative politics or politics in general uh, I, for 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 30 years. Uh, I was when I was in college, I was the the first black AS president in the school's entire history there at Chico State University. And that was my first taste of politics where 
I learned how many decisions were being made that I had no idea about, but they affected me. They affected what I could learn. They affected how, what things were going to cost on campus and, and all of this stuff. And then as I got involved in statewide politics, I started to see it. I started to see it even more. Then I, then I decided, okay, well, you know what? I, I cannot in good conscience as I'm becoming a parent, I'm like, I've got to be involved and engaged because I'm responsible for the world that I'm going to be leaving uh, for, for my children. And uh, I knew at that point in my life that I could not be in good conscience a Democrat, as even though I was raised by Democrats, um, I was also raised by conservatives. My parents uh, were pro-life. They were pro-traditional values. They were pro-Second Amendment. They believed in entrepreneurship. They just, for some reason, still believed, or at least some for some reason, believed that the Democratic Party, or at least Democratic Party candidates, stood for that. Uh, my political involvement, even at a young age, let me know that that just simply was not the case. Um, so I worked starting to work with candidates, helping get candidates elected, and then uh, uh, was working as a classroom teacher when I got very frustrated because I just, there were so many things. Every time I said I wanted to do something, I said, well, you can't do that. Well, why not? Well, because... Ed code. Well, okay, we well, can't do that. Well, because of the union contract. So finally, I said, you know what? I want to understand what is this? What what are the problems that that, that what are, who are making these decisions that are making it impossible for us to be able to educate our kids? So I put together a list of people who I had volunteered for and worked with in order to help get elected. And the first person I called was uh, former Senator Tim Leslie here in California, and. Uh, Three weeks later, I was working for him in the California legislature, and my uh, career in politics uh, began. Uh, not long after that, I became a member of the uh, Robles School Board, where I've now been on the board. Uh, uh, this I'm now serving my 19th year on the board. Wow. So when I say more than a decade, it's actually almost 20 years. Yes. Um, and just once again, have been involved, uh, been involved at that level, been involved at the statewide level in various different organizations, advocating for issues and. Uh, you most know me, probably your 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 listeners and your viewers probably most know me for my work on the Second Amendment, working with the Firearms Policy Coalition. I've spent over a decade uh, lobbying in the halls of California uh, for the Second Amendment, uh, working in, in in the halls of Nevada, uh, as well as in Washington, D.C., and then doing media, whether it's Coffee coffee with Craig or Gunshine State or uh, the Gunshine State, but really, or 2A News, just advocating for the Second Amendment. And um, I'll tell you, and this is, uh, advocating on behalf of the second amendment is not even primarily about the guns. It's about an understanding that the right to keep and bear arms is a civil right. Amen. It's a right that is due each and every one of us, not the way in which some folks want you to believe the second amendment is where it's special rights for special people. These are the rights that are due each and every one of us. And, uh, it's important that we are fighting because if we don't fight for our Second Amendment rights, we will. I mean, if we don't fight for our rights, we will lose them. If we don't utilize our right to free speech to seek redress from our government, uh, then we will eventually wind up losing those rights. And that's what really attracted me to working for the Firearms Policy Coalition, and and once again getting to meet great folks like you. Well, thank you, and it's been really our honor. And you have been doing this um, somewhat longer than we have, and so in a lot of ways, I've looked to you as. Uh, a, a mentor of how to speak about these issues because they can be very emotional, right? And the other side can just pop off with the craziest stuff. <laughs> we don't have that liberty. We don't have that. We have you can call them lies. Crazy. They can pop off with lies. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. 
<laughs> well, the latest with um, President Biden, he was talking about the stabilizing brain. He didn't it... lie about that. Oh, he just, he didn't lie about it, Greg. Have you heard the thing? He didn't lie. He is uneducated and he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's oh, a lied. different, but go ahead. He lied. Um, I don't know if you if you heard it, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners did that he he's saying that somehow putting a stabilizing brace on allows the gun to uh, on a pistol makes it a gun. And then it can shoot a higher caliber um, projectile like no. Yes. So and, and then you find this not just in the gun, not in just in the gun community, but you find this in issues across the board uh, where the, and I'll just call them the the the, the left. Uh, decide that that whether it's misinformation, which is not knowing or operating or communicating out of ignorance or disinformation, yeah. deliberately sharing information they know to be false. The, the motive may be different, but the outcome is the same. And that is how can voters make informed decisions when not just the politicians are, are, are involved in the misinformation and disinformation, but when the the, the media and academia uh, are right there alongside them. And those these are the folks who are supposed to be, academia is supposed to have the knowledge and the, the wisdom and the understanding and be unbiased in order to be able to have these sorts of discussions. And the media is supposed to be the unbiased reporter and referee. But, you know, we don't see that. We see a, a, a media that is a propaganda arm of, of the gun-grabbing left. And we see an academia that has gone from really promoting intellectual thought and debate to educating students into imbecility. Oh my gosh, exactly. I could not have said that better. Imbecility. And if it's not a word, it needs to be. And it is now because we said it. <laughs> but it, you know, not only do they propagate these uh, crazy ideas and lies, but then, you know, we come along because they're so outlandish, then we put them on our social media to say, look how dumb this is, or look how wrong this is. And in the meantime, we're actually serving their purpose because we're giving more and more airtime to the wrong uh, rhetoric. And I think that's something that we, we can do better. And, you know, with your media background, I, I would just wonder what you think about that. What we have to learn to do better. And in particular, we have to learn how to do better in the spaces where they are getting their information. We need to be better on social media. We need to be better uh, on radio. We need to be better going and talking to the the mainstream or the legacy media and understand that, you know, I, I'll tell you, as long as I've been doing this, what I will say about most reporters is I may not necessarily have been treated, I may not have gotten equal press, but I've always gotten fair press. Only in one instance has what I said been, been misrepresented and when I exposed it, that that video is actually still to this day the uh, got the most viewed video on the Firearms Policy Coalition's uh, uh, YouTube channel. Oh my goodness! Well, so often our side, whether we're talking about specifically gun rights or whether we're talking about um, conservative values, it feels like you know we are never the drivers of the conversations we are always reacting to it and catching up. And just like this thing with Biden, I'm saying like, now we're going to try to go and catch up and try to say, no, 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 what he's saying is wrong. And here's why it's wrong. But what are we going to do? And you're in a perfect position now uh, running for a, an office at the federal level to 
to put ourselves in the driver's position. So the other side is the, the ones that are catching up to, I mean, we, we have it all on our side. We have the constitution and the bill of rights and the truth all on our side. Yet we always act like we're in the explainer position. What, what can we do to fix that, Craig? Well, I think the first thing that we have to do is, is to show up. Um, unfortunately for conservatives, our tendency is to retreat and circle the wagons, retreat and circle the wagons. Uh, I've seen a good number of conservatives. I, I get it. Some people have to leave California because it, it, it's just there's no way for some people to be able to live the American dream here. They have so made it through through taxes and regulation uh, and, and then just what they're doing with education. They've made it so untenable to live in some parts of California. Uh, good people, good conservatives have just up and left. I mean, uh, Gavin Newsom was on uh, was on Sean Hannity. And it was interesting. Sean Hannity asked him, what what do you have to say about all of these people? I mean, for the first time ever, fewer people. I mean, people are leaving. More people are leaving California than are coming there. And he cited off all of these statistics, all of these numbers that uh, most of them, when fact checked, were wrong. But I'm like, Sean Hannity didn't even bother to ask, say to him, you know what? That was a very articulate response to a question that I didn't ask. Didn't ask. Yes, exactly. Oh my! I mean, goodness. we 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 have to be we have to be willing to steer the conversation. But the other thing is this: we can't wait for them to come to us. We have to show up. We have to go places we haven't gone. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of Democrats, a lot of declined to state or independent voters in the state of California who agree with us on some very common things. The problem is they just don't know it. And and I'll give you a great example. You've seen all of the conversation about all of these laws affecting the LGBTQ community and them trying to ban books. Well, no one's really addressing the real core issue. No one is trying to ban the books because they're LGBTQ books. They're trying to ban them because they contain pornographic material. I'm talking graphic pictures of minors engaged in sexual activity. That's not all of them. Some of them just have text talking about it. Some of them have suggestions on how to engage adults in sexual activity. I mean, it is wholly inappropriate books that should not be in our public schools. Now, if we were in the media focusing on that and laser laser lighting that, Right. If or how about this? How about if we were already at the public schools? How about if we were already at the school board meetings? We would already know that this is going on and would have been able to stop it before it ever got started. Right. Well, even their uh, their idea to say we're banning books, we're not banning the book. We're just saying it's inappropriate, age inappropriate for this library on a public school property. You can go sell it anywhere else. You well, it's want, against the law right? to have sec- uh, sex with minors. And that's what he's saying. We should fight that issue, not the issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that whichever way they can lie, they're going to lie and fabricate and embellish. And, um, you know, I, you, you've done so much and you have such a rich experience, uh, in history of, of being in these places. And you've seen a lot of this shift into a different direction. As a candidate, first of all, let's make it clear to our viewers, what is the office you're running for Mm -hmm. and what are voters going to get with Craig Deleuze in that position? 
So the the exact position I'm running for is the sixth congressional district in uh, in California. Uh, it is uh, kind of northeastern suburban Sacramento County. Uh, there's a small portion, a certain portion, a certain portion of the city of the city of Sacramento uh, that obviously tends to be the more uh, Democrat leaning or, or anti-gun leaning uh, side. Uh, what folks are going to get for me is an individual who is who is principled. Um, I think even those uh, I sit on a school board in an area that's 60 percent Democrat. Uh, and I, on my, in my 18 years on the board, I've been board president more than 10 of those years. Wow. And that's because, you know, when it comes to education, I'm all about what is best for the kids. How do we create a safe environment for children to be able to learn and get the skills they need to be a citizen and to, to, to enjoy the American dream? And how do we make sure that uh, the school district is in a position fiscally and financially to be able to do that? Uh, and we focus just on those just on those things. Uh, if so, so number one is is principle and focus on on the details of what it is of, of what the, the specific job is. The other thing is you're always going to get someone who's going to tell you what you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Um, I, I just I, my attitude is always I'm not going to lie about who I am to get in office because if I lie about who I am to get in office, then I got to lie about who I am to stay in office. Uh, I tell folks in a minute, I'm a card carrying member of the vast right wing conspiracy. <laughs> Having said that, I also understand that in governance, you have to work with all people. And I always seek to try and find common ground with everybody. Now, I may not agree with you on everything or I may not agree with you on anything, but my goal is to understand what your goals are, because oftentimes I find that people's position on issues is inconsistent with what their goal is in implementing a policy. So if I can help them to meet their goal by implementing policy in a different way, in a way that is more consistent with uh, the values upon which this nation is founded, then my goal is to help you to meet that end goal. Uh, I've been once again, I've been doing it on the school board. I've been doing it working with working with media. I've been doing it working within the Sacramento and within the state of California. And I've been pretty darn successful. The two members that I worked with passed on average uh, uh, 20 bills per session, which for a Republican in the California legislature is a lot. That's about 10 bills a year. Uh, and once again, and I'm not saying that they did that because of me. I'm saying that I learned that skill set from them in working for them for a decade. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's fantastic. Um, I, I feel that, you know, you are set up perfectly to be able to, you know, your, your eyes are wide open to what in is in front of you. And so I think you're set up perfectly to be a great candidate. And I know that political campaigns, they run on volunteers and they run on money. And uh, right now with inflation going crazy, I can't imagine that money is easy to come by. So uh, anybody out there listening who has an, an interest in helping preserve what little conservativeness is left in, it, in California, uh, tell folks how they can support you in whatever ways they can. Well, you know, I'll start by telling you that that more of this campaign is less about conservatism than it is common sense. Common sense says, you know, we shouldn't have pornography in middle school books. Common sense says we need to have a secure southern border. Uh, if we're going to have a nation of law, be a nation of laws, we've actually got to enforce laws. 
Uh, common sense says you got to allow law enforcement to do their jobs and arrest people when they commit crimes. Common sense says you shouldn't spend more money than you bring in. So we're focused on common sense. And so we believe that there's an even broader group of people out there, like I said, right now who who agree with us. They just don't know that they agree with us yet. Now, the challenge, as with anything in politics, is money. Uh, unfortunately, uh, oftentimes you're not considered a legitimate candidate unless you can raise a certain amount of money. And the hard part with that is, is that many people think that, well, if I can't give, you know, $2,000 or $1,000, then I really don't, you know, I can't really have an impact. And the reality is, is that you can have an impact because now in particular with, with the digital universe we're in and social media, if you got, if you gave $25 and got 10 of your friends to give $25 and they got 10 of their friends to give $25, all of a sudden we're now into thousands of dollars. If, if I just had $10 from every single person who has, who has liked a post where I said I was running for Congress, uh, I would be well over a hundred thousand dollars right now. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, if you're a supporter, I need your support. If you can't give of your time, I mean, if you can't give of your money, give of your time. If you're not in the state of California, this race still matters to you for this reason. Right now, we are, we have a majority in, the, in, in Congress by five votes. Guess how many seats we picked up in California in Congress this past year that, that were, I mean, how many of the competitive seats we won to keep us a majority? Five. That means that means that who gets elected in California can have an impact on your right to keep and bear arms, no matter what state you are in. Mm -hmm. So if, I, I, I need people who are willing to not just donate, but willing to share the fact that they're supporting me, that there's someone who's an, not just someone who supports the Second Amendment, but someone who has who has as a part of their career advocated for the right to keep and bear arms in the media. In the hall and in the halls of government and in the community, uh, if, if that's the kind of candidate that you want that you want to support, all you got to do is go to craigdeluz.com and click the donate button. Fantastic! I love it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you're doing, and uh, you know you've got our support. We're in Arizona. We are your neighboring state. And what happens in California is finding its way over here. So we are very invested in helping you with uh, yes. to have success with your campaign. Well, we we will do what we can to keep to prevent the californication of our neighboring states. Thank you. So <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Craig, thank you so much. We'll definitely check back in with you soon. Thank you so much for having me. All right, bye God bye. bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Oh, we need more people like that. We do. Especially California needs more people like that, but one of the biggest problems is a lot of conservatives are moving out of California mm -hmm. and it's just going to make it harder for him, the harder struggle. So, yeah. and, and that is the hard thing is that even the, maybe the conservative ish people that move to Arizona because they're tired of what's going on in California, they do come over here in California, right? Hate, right? But to use the phrase, they just keep voting, right? you know, what they're used to and, and it's showing already this quickly. Yeah. So we've got to get back to our founding documents and our roots. And, and I think that they blame. Okay. So like if you're a Democrat and you vote Democrat in California and then you move to Arizona because you don't like the laws and the way things are, and you blame it on the person mm -hmm. instead of the party. Yeah. 
and we should be thinking about the party platform. the platform right right and right. so so that so I, I don't know it's well i wanted to mention um that there was a really good article written about craig and his run and a little bit about his opponent it was written by our friend john petrolino in bearing arms um so look that up when you're looking on i think it's on facebook it's uh you start typing second amendment and the oh. bearing arms comes up. Um, if you're looking online, then it's bearing arms, but. And John, he does an awesome job. He does an awesome yeah, job. I, I, can, I can hear his voice every time I read something that he, he does, but I, I wanted one other thing, you know, uh, Newsom's probably super excited that the conservatives are leaving California because for everyone that leaves gives him just a little bit more control. No, and, and that, that's, that's a sad to thing. Consider. Yeah. That really is. But I loved what Craig said. There's more, more Republicans, but there's still, you know, yeah. even more Democrats. But but then the other thing too is like San Francisco, Sacramento, and L.A. control the whole, whole state. Like that in Illinois. Yeah, that's well. Chicago has Illinois, and it's Go to the like skirts where yeah. the real people live. Yes, I yeah. said that. <laughs> right. And they, they love. I said what I said. They, they love. I, I wouldn't even say they love guns. They love our constitution. They do. They do. All right. Well, Craig, we, uh, you definitely have our prayers and whatever support we can send. I've done a, uh, an Instagram video in support of him. We've um, sent over a few dollars and I love his idea that if you, if you like his post enough, to hit that little heart when he said, I'm announcing my candidacy, then go to his website and, and donate five bucks, right? If you can't do 10, do five, but you do maybe 10. you can do the 25 you or maybe you can do a little bit more. And if we aren't getting behind these kinds of candidates, then what'd you say? We get what we get, yeah. right? Good friend of mine, uh, the late Dave Kopp, uh, founder and, and president of the AZCDL, he used to say, and I think he was quoting somebody else. I don't have to look this up, but he used to say, just because you don't care about politics doesn't mean that politics aren't going to take an interest in you. So, uh, and they certainly do, right? Through yeah, the IRS, do. through the ATF, through any of those three letters, uh, three letter agencies. So to get somebody like Craig at that federal level, I think is... Um, it's a no-brainer, people. That's something we need to get behind. You know, I was just thinking about the IRS today. They probably don't need all, all those agents now that they cracked the Biden case. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, just Biden get those pay, fees, all those unpaid. Hundred thousand dollars for two years, two each year. Hundred thousand dollars. He he confessed to. I mean, who's, he who's the he? Tell our viewers. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Buttered mm -hmm. pleaded guilty. Hundred thousand dollars a year, two years. But do you think that he's going to face the same weight of penalties and and the law? He's that, done. He's that... confessed and that's done. Most likely. Okay. So my question stands. Well, do you no, think he he's wouldn't. Gonna, if it was you who had done that and he's sitting right next to you and he did it, do you think that your outcomes and your consequences are going to be the same? No. And that's a problem. Not even, not even I close. I think everybody would agree with what Dan just said, that our penalties and, and, and our consequences and, are going to And the to thing is, is here's, here's the deal. Well, people would say, well, it doesn't matter because Biden's going to pardon him anyway. 
and he will, but force him to pardon him. Let's get that on his record. You know, charge him for what he did. He he illegally bought a firearm. He threw a firearm in the dumpster. He, uh, two years, $100,000 each for tax evasion. Charge him with those, convict him of it, and then let his dad pardon him. So let's say that. Let's say that he does get pardoned. He will get pardoned. Do you think you would get pardoned? No, but the thing is, we know that's not right. But let it, let I Biden get, be forced to do saying. it. I, I no, don't... we're not going to get pardoned. We're going to get fined. That $100,000 is going to be a $200,000 fine now. And you this know? is the problem. <clears throat> yeah. And we're seeing it right in front of our faces. And I think it's more of that we're always catching up. We who agree that that is not okay should be out in front and let the other side have to explain away their right. actions and 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 the unfair tiers of justice out there. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Somehow I feel like, you know, there are a few lone voices that are doing that, but it we're we're yeah. relinquishing the platform of of truth, right? Just right. objective truth. And we need to reclaim that. All right. Well, we got to scoot on out of here. Thank you so much uh, to Craig Deleuze for all you do and all you're still continuing to do. Thank you to our amazing listeners and viewers, wherever there's internet across this planet. We have people hungry for the conversations and the content that we share here. If you want to go and watch this video over again, or you want to see any of the the shows that we've recorded and and placed on video, go to YouTube or Gunstreamer or any of the places you find video content and click the subscribe and the notifications button because that tells those platforms that this, what we do here, these conversations is valuable to you. It gives us a little hedge against being canceled and we appreciate that. If you want to uh, listen to the audio-only versions, then go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the on-demand tab and... Binge listens to your heart content, darling. Darling. All right. And if you want to see photos and bios and links to all of our guests, including Craig Deleuze, where you can go to his website and maybe donate that 10 25 50 whatever dollars and encourage your friends to do the same, click the guest tab. All right, until next time, we're going to pray for this nation. We're going to pray for our leaders. What about the ones you don't like, Dan? Can I get back with you on that? <laughs> you can get back to me, but we need to pray especially for them, I think. And um, until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week, and God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs>